1: of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
0: I'm ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's duck out together, see what it's all about.
2: And welcome to Dyking Out, a podcast where a couple of New York City dykes dike out each week about stuff going on in the world and invite a special guest to dike out with us about a special topic. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with stand up comedian Wanjiko Eke about friendships. Yay, friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're good to have, they're fine. It's hard. It is. It's hard having it's friends. It's getting easier. Yeah. Um, and before we get into our news topics for the week, um, I wanted to read both a review and a question from one of our token straight man listeners. <laughs> you know, I was thinking at first like, oh, this show, it's probably targeting lesbians. But then I'm like, I listen to straight people podcast and oh, talk yeah. all the time and I feel mm-hmm. it's people who aren't gay who should be listening right you should be listening to people who are different from you so you can expand your mind a little bit mm-hmm. and become a little bit more mm-hmm. self-aware yeah. and I I make an effort to and the do one that, group that so. loves doing that are straight men yeah straight
3: so. straight, <laughs> Without straight men love learning yeah. and expanding their minds <laughs> uh, enough
2: to comment right
4: yeah enough <laughs> enough <get>
1: a
2: comment <laughs> back. really needed so, so this comment, or this review, he says, I like the show, although I hate myself when I'm done listening. Mission accomplished, you guys. <laughs> oh, wow. Mission we accomplished. We did it.
3: You're changing the world
1: here. We are. We did it. Oh. Pound we're we're going to crack some egos. That's what we're doing here with our
2: sledgehammers. He said his two takeaways were, one, he's not the target audience, and two, lesbians really hate straight men. Oh, God. And I said, I got to be me. Yeah. Uh, It's just real, you know. (laughs) So the question he has is, how can parents help their children who are in the process of coming out be as comfortable as they can? And he wanted to know if there's anything maybe we wished our parents would have done differently. Hmm. Uh, well, he, he's a new dad, so it's nice that he's um, maybe open to the possibility yeah. that his son uh, mm-hmm. maybe one day will will come out. Come out.
1: Well, you could start by not kicking them out of your home. I think we, <laughs> I think great. the forty percent of homeless youth who happen who are also LGBT would would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I had a again. I had a, such a fortunate coming out experience with my parents, so it's hard. It's hard for me to. to I guess just, I think, well, I think it starts in childhood and not reinforcing gender roles on kids, like for Mm. the love of God. Mm. I don't know. So
2: so when I came out something that was a driving force behind it was that uh, my sister had a boyfriend at the time and mm-hmm. she was allowed to go out on school nights and go out with her boyfriend and not have to um, she she had more leeway because it was her, her boyfriend and when I was hanging out with my friend Ashley at the time mm-hmm. it was ha! like why are you going out
4: <laughs> with, with her <laughs> 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 ah! Ah!
2: it was like why are you going out with her so much it's a school night and you need to you know, you can't be going out, blah blah blah. And I, met, I was like, man, if it, if Ashley was a dude and it was my boyfriend, they wouldn't care if I was going out all the time. They'd be like, oh, teenagers. Yeah. Mm. So, so that's kind of why I decided. No, I need to to come out now. Yeah. I'm sick of this because I just wanted to be treated the same mm-hmm. and and be taken as seriously. So I, I think being treated the same and. Uh and take your kids seriously. If yeah. if they're telling you that this is how they feel, like m- maybe maybe it is a phase, but who yeah. fucking cares? Did they, so they let, let you, you go out with it. her after? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so
3: they just wanted to to know what what was going on.
2: Almost. I don't even know. I don't even know if it no. was that. My parents were always worried that I was doing too much. And <laughs> I, I was I'm sick just trying a lot. To figure it out. No, <laughs> i i I was a sickly. I was a sickly teenager Aww. growing up. I was just constantly sick. Mm. At one point, I thought I was like, "What are the symptoms of HIV?" I, I thought I had like no immune system, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. very confused of why me, of all my friends, was getting sick all the time, and nobody else is getting sick as much mm-hmm. as me. Um, but yeah, I just had a bad immune system. But then my my mom was like, "You're overdoing it," and. Uh yeah. wanted to kind of rein me in, but I was like, don't rein me in on that part. Right. I'm like <laughs> I need to explore this. Explore yeah. these feelings I'm having. Don't you dare
1: derail my student
2: council career either, Mom. <laughs>
1: yeah. I have to go to these conferences. <laughs>
2: it's very important I help build this float. <laughs> That's
1: great. Yeah, I think it's about like not and this person has a son. You said the yeah yeah. I mean, I think son or daughter doesn't matter, but like I think it's very important to do everything you can as a parent to diagnose Disney syndrome when you see it in media. Mm. Because think about the things. I mean, you and I are like in the same kind of that we're in that magical age group that grew up with a lot of those, you know, Little Mermaid, Beauty Mm. and the Beast, Mm -hmm. Cinderella, all those classic Disney films. That all they do is just reinforce this idea that first of all that a girl always likes a boy
4: mm. a woman
1: always ends up with a man the princess always gets her, gets her prince that kind of thing and 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 even worse that the goal of like her whole driving force in a lot of the plot lines of these films is to find is to get the prince you know find prince charming make him like you that kind of thing so i think as long as people can understand that with children nowadays that it's so dangerous <laughs> to reinforce those ideas that you're going to be fine and not treating things like it's a big deal. Like, if, you're a little, if your little boy want, is into Barbie dolls or if he wants to paint his nails, mm-hmm. like, just be like, all right, man, that's cool. You know, like, the, yeah. the bigger—and kids prove this over and over, especially as they get older. Mm. The bigger deal the parents make out of something, the more they're going to they're gonna mm. spiral into this, like, rebellious uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to raise kids. I, I don't have any fucking kids, but it's really hard to raise them, I'm sure. But just don't make it a big deal. It's fine.
2: You're going to have way bigger battles. I I pulled some of that yeah. on my sister who, who has a baby and she's about to have another one. I'm excited. Oh really? And yeah. And I really tried not to comment on anything in terms of how she's raising her kid because right. it's it's her kid. She's doing yeah. a phenomenal job. Yeah. Uh, I know she's listening. <laughs> to you. you are doing we a are great on record. job. Our sisters <laughs> are great moms. Our sister, both her sisters are, are amazing moms. But she, she made a comment. She showed me like a, a link to this Moana doll that was super cute. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, imagine if I had a little girl. And I was like, he can play with dolls, too. <laughs> yeah. Let him play with dolls. And she's yes. like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, no. No, but. it's important. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, it teaches empathy. And then I'm like mm-hmm. Googling articles to back me up. So it sounds mm-hmm. less like her lesbian sister lecturing her and right. like trying right. to make her, her boy more effeminate. Effeminate. Yeah, effeminate. Yeah. It's
3: uh, it's kind of interesting in time how we all feel about gender and how mm-hmm. gender plays. Like I feel like I hear it a lot stronger now. If like a job or someone's like, I want a man and a woman or a woman just to work this job. I'm like, why? You know, I didn't realize that they were so strong until now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I get, because you know I think especially if you're androgynous in society, it's well, it's like I know I'm not a man, but I'm also a woman, but not what you're looking for. So that's right. constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think the, the younger generation is going to be a lot more open, but, you know. Yeah. It's up to the parents of using what we all are learning and have been taught. Yeah. Yeah. Now. So.
1: It's going to get easier for sure, but I would say for him as a parent, it's literally just a matter of not n- don't cram any of those gender roles down his throat. If he mm. doesn't like sports, it's fine. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, and, and you don't... build that shit over time. You don't just wait until he's, you know, if, whatever, whenever your kid's like, 19 or 20 and wants to come out. But if he's been raised under the assumption that, first of all, he can tell you anything he or she can, can come to you for anything and you're not going to oh, yeah. freak out, yeah. then the, mm-hmm. the, you're going to be fine.
2: And and don't be afraid of right. turning your kid gay because... It's m- not possible. Mo- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: most... No one like turned to be gay. 99% are,
2: are born gay. There are genetic yeah. studies that show this, that uh, identical twins, if one is gay, mm-hmm. there's a much greater chance of the other one being gay. I
1: knew two sets growing up that were two yeah. boys and that's two amazing. women that, are all, that were that, both gay. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, it's a, so, it's a quality so it's, passed down much like handedness, left yeah. or right-handedness. right handedness. Like it's just in, it's just it's just what it is. My sister right. and
2: I, we both played with Legos, mm-hmm. and mm. the Legos only made me gay. They didn't make me <laughs> gay. Fifty percent chance. Wait, and then you have a sister too.
1: <laughs> I do. Yeah, and she has three kids. Um, oh, wow. And she's not. I mean, she's sort of like the gender roles thing. I think she sort of plays into it a little bit. I mean, she has two boys and a girl, but you know, her daughter plays sports, and she also really likes. The princessy stuff and yeah. Disney and like mm. Frozen and mm. all those kind of things. Um, and the boys like fishing and sports. But I don't know. It's not. But it's not something that she actively encourages. I'm. I'm I am firmly believe that if one of her boys wanted to like maybe do dance instead of football, she would. She would be fine. I well, would love for my kids
2: anyway, to dance. But yeah. <laughs> if I had kids. Anything. Girl, but football. You. I'm. Dance I knew a guy who music. did mm. dance. I, I know a guy who did dance, and he went to like. Ten proms. Everyone oh, wants to absolutely. go to prom <laughs> with you, if, you, uh, you yeah. if you're the one good dancer. you're the best
1: dancer.
3: <laughs> and then you're around women a lot, too. So there's like an empathy and there's like a yeah. – you know, you're free yeah. with your body. Like there's a comfort there. That it I literally
1: think is a matter of, of that. teaching yeah. that empathy to little boys because if little boys can learn that women are these equals and are these mm. people worthy of all the same uh, – respect and dignity in life that they are. Because that is that is quite literally the problem that we're facing now mm. in our relations with men, especially straight women dealing with men in the dating and relationship world, is that they literally don't they there's a lot of problems that can be traced back to the fact that men simply don't see women as as people. Mm-hmm. Like I mean that's that sounds extreme, but that is quite literally if you if you actually mm. look into the, you know, all of the, the abortion politics and everything is that men do not see women as capable of making their own decisions, and that starts in childhood. Mm-hmm. It's so crucial that... And there's a lot of
3: uh, women, too, that are so, um, I guess, uh, what is it, when, when it's internalized. normalized? Yeah, internalized. Yeah, internalized. So it's like, misogyny. Well, yeah, yeah, he's right. Well, I'm like, no, because you are taught to think, yeah. you know.
1: How many um, women voted for Trump because their boyfriends shouted about it and their dads or their husbands or whatever about how they're going to, they, that's, that's literally what it yeah. is. I, I, I think that a lot of those women who voted for him were yeah. doing it because of that sense of internalized misogyny and because of that, oh, like, yeah. well, my boyfriend's right yeah. or my husband says Absolutely. this or my dad says this.
2: And, Absolutely. and it did lead to a lot of, I mean, I haven't seen any official numbers, but you just hear uh, anecdotes about uh, where the where the wife or the girlfriend was pro-Hillary and then the husband or boyfriend was mm-hmm. pro-Trump and that's something that's... Oh, he, no, we're breaking up. Yeah,
3: period. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and they break up. But yeah. it's,
2: like, also kind of good that that came out in that mm-hmm. way. So you probably didn't recognize that you were with somebody who was so okay with misogyny mm-hmm. and racism mm-hmm. and xenophobia ableism and, and xenophobia. Yeah. Every, every term. Every, every term Every in the Every ism. All ism. All the Open close. Yeah. Every
1: term. Every, every <laughs> ism oh. except Everything. feminism. Yeah, yeah <laughs> every term. It's just... Yeah, that that is interesting how that panned out to be, like, the great—I think we're going to be—when we're 75 years old, we will still—we will know what it means when someone said, oh, I mean, he voted for Trump. You know, It's the quickest way—it's the quickest punchline if you're trying to explain Absolutely. this shitbag that you work with. Something like—all you have to say is, I oh, mean, he's a Trump supporter. And you're like, oh, shit, really? Damn. Yeah. Like, okay, now I get it. I, I know what you mean now. I think it's funny how we, we're supposed to have some kind of empathy.
3: Oh, when they oh. have no empathy for no. any human being, so but we're <laughs> supposed to have empathy. Oh, you, you yeah, just right. you just felt like voting for Trump that day. Oh, yeah, like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Uh,
1: <laughs> you were just feeling a weird we week weak. You right? literally just wanted to watch the world burn. Yeah, like, how is that <laughs> empathy? Yeah,
2: uh, I, I love on Twitter when they're like oh, everyone on the left is all about tolerance, except for when it comes to opposing views. Yeah, I don't tolerate (laughs) Uh, Nazis. I don't tolerate tolerate white nationalists. I don't tolerate, uh,
1: you know, fucking... Tolerance is so shitty anyway. It's a weird word. It's a weird word. It's like... (laughs) It's a weird word. Like, (laughs) like why teach my kids tolerance? It's like, oh, congratulations. So you teach them to sit there and be mad but not say anything out loud about how people bother you. Like, tolerance to me is like, I tolerate people who play their music out loud on the train in the sense that I don't say anything I just deal with it until it's over but that to me that's tolerance like mm. you, you saying you tolerate gay people is literally like it's, it's homophobia I'm like yeah. okay thank you like I'm sorry I present such a such an obstacle to your to your existence that you're just going to quietly tolerate it it's just it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's not the word that needs to be used in that context right. you tolerate something annoying you wasn't that the first something. campaign
3: like tolerance for like gay I think people? So. What, what was the I feel like, what, um, how did that go in, in the lining of words? Was where it in it was like, like the 90s pro, or something? Yeah, or? it was like pro tolerance.
1: It sounds like a 90s kind of like they yeah. were just inching into being okay with us kind of thing. Okay. I don't know. I think that's the it's a stepping stone. I know what you're
2: talking about. I can't think, I know. I can't I, think of the I know it like that slogan, word, right? a, yeah. yeah, I don't know in a way that, um, well, the, uh, This leads into our first topic, speaking of being Mm -hmm. treated as equals and as humans (laughs) and being tolerated. (laughs) Uh, This week, the passing of Edie Windsor happened, uh, and I mean, you know, she had a good run. Yeah, Uh, she was 88, right? Yeah. 88, 88. I believe. So... You know, it's it's been more of a celebration and it's right. good to see her. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's not good to see her dead, but it's good to see her in the news well, again yeah. just to mm. remember uh, her accomplishments and, right. and what she did yeah. for the gay movement because it, this was something that, definitely affected me personally when I got married the first time I was living in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So in Georgia, we didn't have any recognition of our marriage. We we got married in the state of Massachusetts just so that it could be a, a legal marriage. And then we moved back to Georgia and then you had to go back to filling out your forms for health insurance and whatever, uh, auto insurance as, you know, uh-huh. I'm single. I can't, we can't share in anything. Uh, so then we moved to New York And then in New York, uh, we still were getting state benefits Mm -hmm. in New York, and our marriage was recognized with the state of New York. But federally, we still had to file our taxes separate. Wow. We still weren't um, able to get, like, Social Security and Mm -hmm. and that should one of us had passed or anything like that. Uh, so when this decision literally impacted me yeah. because I was finally mm-hmm. able to get federal benefits as a, as a married, person. As a married yeah. person, which which was crazy. So it was a big step. I was lucky enough that I lived here in uh, 2013 when Edie Windsor was the Grand Marshal at the Pride Parade, and mm-hmm. I got to oh, see her. So oh, that's so dope. I got awesome. to see her in person, her and Harry Belafonte. Oh, so. <laughs> oh I love man. that.
1: I I wish I would have—in I in the— In 2013 Pride, I was volunteering, but I was not on the... I was doing something that kept me away from the march, Mm
4: -hmm. like Mm. some
1: sort of little job somewhere, and I don't remember what it was, but I did not get to see her in person, which really bums me out. But yeah, like you said, it's... it's, I mean, she was a very old person, but it was... So it's not so much like, oh, no, she Mm. died. It, It kind of is, but it's like... Then you get to kind of look back on her life and everything she did, and she had a very real, like you said, like a very applicable, literal... Legacy in mm. her, in uh, in the case that she won and all this, and it was just so like, I I read this news that she had died when I was like several glasses of wine in already.
2: Mm. So it like that it explains hit me the late night text real, from you. I got a text from, I got a text from Sarah been at, like wine midnight, and, like
1: oh my god, I was like I was we need like, to talk Ugh. about this. Yeah, I was like oh. Um, yeah, and of course, I was just, like, sobbing to my girlfriend. I was like, she's with Thea now! And it's, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. very, yeah, it was it was emotional for sure. But I think that was had more to do with the Sauvignon Blanc and less to do with the fact that I was, like, devastated. Because I'm not, because I think that she did... I mean, talk about living your whole life. Like, wow. And talk about mm. accomplishing a lot in your whole
2: life. It is incredible. Well, even early on in her life, uh, she moved to and uh, I should have the wikipedia up in front of <laughs> me because I I don't have all the details but but I believe that she she got a divorce at a early age she married she a married man a guy. Um, big, um, mistake. Yeah. big mistake Big uh, <laughs> mistake everybody's <laughs> got to do it back then yeah. actually it, 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 it was so short that in Wikipedia, there are just, like, question marks around the dates. Yeah. <laughs> it just, they just have his name, Saul Windsor, yeah. question mark. Uh, so she, she left Saul and then kept the last name uh, and moved to New York and was, like, this single, young, divorced woman in mm-hmm. New York. And at that time... That's something that was a hard thing yeah, to do. Yeah, there weren't like single independent oh, women yeah. living in New York who didn't need a man. And yeah. then, She's such a queen right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Queen right.
3: <laughs> well, first, first off, I think only gay people should be able to get married, period. I'm like, that's <laughs> not why are we even doing the straight thing? And it's like not even fun anymore. Like, yeah, you're getting married. Everybody, like, what? Like, I, I know. just only gay people uh, just for a good period of time. Let's just try it out for like,
1: for like 300 years. See what happens. That's, I mean, they did the same thing yeah. with straight marriages. So I mean, um, <laughs> or I yeah. guess a few thousand years. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's interesting too when when older people pass
3: away. Even though she's a legend, like some people, like some celebrities, they'll will, will die at like ninety two, and they're like, "How could this happen?" Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: they're all, like, you know, how could this yeah. happen? <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, no, it, yeah, you know, it's a it's a weird. That's I feel like a like like monster. Mm-hmm. I feel like a monster because whenever people die and they're over the age of seventy, I'm like, well, yeah, that's life. You kind of do that like shrug don't feel, emoji Don't you feel like is still kind of young, though. It's 70 well, is no, young. or, or so 70 maybe, is maybe, still young. I'm yes. like over 80 when okay. someone dies I'm like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean it, it, but it's not like uh, and I will go back to this maybe every episode of this podcast. <laughs> it's not like when Whitney Houston dies right. and it rips your heart out of your yeah. chest. <laughs> How could this happen?
4: We yeah. tried to save you. You know she yeah. had
2: so much left. to <laughs> left I
1: mean to I don't give. even know. I don't even want to like talk. Uh, I guess I have to say. Like it I now, still but...
3: think about Heath Ledger dying at twenty. Oh my gosh, like, How I could... know.
1: Yeah, we needed that you. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How could you do it? We this? did need him.
3: The Joker just right there. Boom! I just like.
1: I know what? Yeah. Okay. Or even like talents like Amy Winehouse or people that even oh, though yeah, like, sure. I mean yeah. Um, I it's interesting to to think about like your idols in life and watching them get older because didn't Ellen turn like fifty nine recently? Or oh my gosh, she, she I think so. She looks good. I, oh, she looks amazing. But yeah. my my friends and I occasionally will exchange a group chat where we're like. So whenever something pops up with Ellen, someone inevitably in the group text is like, "Guys, I don't know what I'm gonna do when she dies." And we're like, yeah, "I know, I know. I can't I'm, even. Gonna lo- I'm just, I'm gonna yeah. crawl into a hole for years and years, and I don't know what's gonna happen." She could be 98 when she kicks the bucket and I will be right devastated. I will be incredulous and mad and I'll be like, well, I don't get it. Like could
2: they not have treated her? Like what? Yeah. I mean the the That's one person true. like that for me would be uh Carol Channing who I think is 99 she's maybe She's very now. old. Yeah. But it's <laughs> wow. because she's made it this far that when she dies, it'll be like, You fooled me. I thought yeah. you were going to live forever. <laughs> Carol Channing. Or
1: Betty White is amazing. Or Betty too. White. Can you yeah. imagine how much pain you have to be in to be 99? Uh, can you imagine? Oh. I honestly, the imagine? minute I turn thirty, my now my knees click when I walk upstairs. Oh, yeah, my elbows hurt. I can't. I have to turn over every five minutes in my sleep because of my shoulders. I just can't. I don't. I don't. I don't foresee this body lasting longer than sixty-five. But that's just me.
2: No, I. I <laughs> hope I do. I if I make it to ninety, great. After that, somebody dispose it's of over. me. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I literally I, can't even. Even eighty, I'm just like, but why? <laughs> after
1: eighty, yeah. I'm gonna instruct everyone yeah. close to me, like, listen. If I get a cold, if I get nemo- Like, I'm on a no-hospital policy right now. Just let me go. Yeah.
2: There, there are some people with, with a great quality of life. This is getting yeah. very dark. Okay. I okay. know.
1: Okay. Yeah, we're going different directions. Sorry. <laughs> we
2: we I should never have brought up
3: Ellen. <laughs>
1: <We're>, <laughs> Ellen
2: dying. That's a very Eller- spe- dying yeah.
3: a specific
1: situation. I mean, I think everyone kind of feels that way, too. So.
3: But, I mean, even when you go back home and you look at your parents, you're like, oh, shit, you've aged. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, you can see it in their, their hair yeah. and their eyes. I'm like, oh,
1: you know, what happened to... My parents are wildly young for being, for having a 31 year old daughter. My mom is only 52. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah, and my dad's 54. So my parents really aren't, I mean, they're still young. It's wow. like, they're, they, they're grandparents. Those but Nebraskans. They're, I know,
2: right? Wow. Having babies early. <laughs> I know, seriously. So, that's my mom's the 48.
4: Um, oh, wow.
2: My mom just turned Remember? 66 yesterday.
4: Really? Sorry, Aww. Dottie.
2: <laughs> Happy birthday, I outed Dottie. You. She doesn't look a day over 55. <laughs> okay, she that's looks great. great.
3: We want, you know, we want that.
2: Well, so yeah. Thanks to Edie Windsor, though uh, I don't believe in the afterlife, so she can't hear me. But... Right.
1: <laughs> That's a whole nother. We'll just keep That's going. Go. And going. Well, yeah. Let's... In my in my crying, like my fits of sadness, my wine drunk fits of sadness, I did exclaim to my girlfriend between sobs that she and she and. Thea are together forever now, and and I was like going on. I was like Thea has been waiting for her in, in heaven, and I'm like. That's but if you talk about anybody so else, funny. I'm like no, they're fucking decomposing in the ground. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Wait, so you think when we die, it's just that's it? Like your do you think your spirits um, around? I think, it's, think I think spirits? it's. I think it's lights out. But I. I'm
2: I'm open to it, but not with. Not I've heard enough e. like weird stories that could convince me that reincarnation might might be a yeah. thing, but I don't think that there's some type of cloud land where all the spirits no. reunite and mm. hang out with each other. I don't think it's that heaven in the horrible. sense that like it's, it's that's too many spirits. Too many <laughs> <laughs> there's too many people. I can't people even who handle going died. to like
1: anyone's birthday drink celebration thing. Like I don't want to be around all those people forever. <laughs> mm. What do you
2: talk about? But but you never know because the this world, <laughs> as we keep expanding, yeah, uh, outside of the core topic. But uh, it, this world is so crazy. If yeah. you stop and think about, I, even yesterday, I I wasn't high or anything. I was just thinking about wireless. <laughs> and how all this information just passes through wirelessly and what you can do without there being it's wires hooked up to things. Yeah. And it was kind of blowing my mind. I'm like, maybe Imagine I should take a science class. I know. Imagine if I was high thinking You'd that. You'd be
1: sitting there bawling.
2: I wouldn't have moved for like three hours yeah. I'm just staring at my router. Yeah. It's, it's funny how you're thinking about like, this what now. what do you know,
1: router? And the iPhone
2: has like a face.
1: Oh, nothing. Face and... Ugh.
2: Some crazy. No yeah. We've seen this in movies. That's why it's yeah. like really kind of scary. So I think anything's possible. I think you it know is. Yeah. you don't know. So I'm. I would definitely not think anybody is silly for believing in mm-hmm. an afterlife. I you know mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. people think about. You know if Mormons think that that you get a planet for your family. Hey, there are a lot of stars out there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the universe is like they forever expanding. Won, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah is, is one thing more crazy than another? You know, yeah. may, maybe it is crazy to think that there's nothing else when right. the it's world certainly is cynical. so crazy. It's just
1: yeah. like, I don't know. That's just how I am. But yeah. anywho.
2: So, hmm. uh, Edie Windsor, she passed. Mm-hmm. And, and we are Hillary forever Hillary Clinton. Oh, 'Cause I like to bring everything back to her. Yeah. She <laughs> Hiller's had a big week, but uh she gave the eulogy at Edie Windsor's funeral, which makes me hope that Wow If I'm going to die early, I hope I do it <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Where Hillary Clinton can give my eulogy. I need to throw myself in front of a train yeah. for DACA or something. Yeah. If someone and gave me the option of, like,
1: listen, you can die in five years and Hillary w- will give her eulogy. Or you can just live to be 80 and we'll just see what happens. I would be like, hmm. I would have to actually think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Hil- Hillary herself. Like, she's already agreed this is all set in five years. <laughs> That's so amazing.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, of course, it, I didn't watch the, the whole thing. I'm going to finish... When I get home, I mean, I think it was only sixteen minutes, mm-hmm. um, but it started off on a very upbeat note, saying, yeah. "How great is this that we get to celebrate this life and all her accomplishments?" and and speaking about her her life of always kind of being this uh, figure that that went against uh, mm. the grain and did her own yeah. thing and did what made her happy. And she went to you know she went to Canada to get married, and it, it's not like she was, you know, it wasn't until the the whole a state tax thing mm-hmm. came up that it was like screw this we need to <laughs> yeah i need to be treated like everyone else this isn't fair in yeah. any mm-hmm. way shape or form mm-hmm. and and that's really cool that that hillary took time out of her book tour yeah <laughs> to go to uh i think it was at a synagogue and and give that eulogy so hillary it shows she just has so much class you can't even i know so classy. It's unbelievable so classy she really is Her book came out this week. I haven't read it yet, but... And, you know, I wasn't going to at first because I thought this will be too depressing to to read. And I've been listening to her on... Uh, she did an interview on Pod Save America and then I think she was on the New Yorker radio hour maybe and hearing her talk it part of it is still very depressing because you'll hear these stories about how she handled herself with Putin in the past and mm-hmm. how strategic she was and how she just won't rest until she's she succeeds at her goal so mm-hmm. you know it was like Putin is in a room ignoring her no interest she's talking to him and he's just not responding until she praises something that he's working on that she can't agree on like saving the polar bears in in Russia or whatever and then he perks up and then takes her to this whole other part of uh, you know the Russian headquarters
1: so sounds like someone else who she's familiar with and being in the same <laughs> room with, who will not acknowledge your presence until you start praising him. Yeah. Or We've seen this Thing, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She
2: she is used to that character. Well, a, a funny but not funny thing is Putin was telling her that he was going go to go to tag some more polar bears and asked if Bill Clinton would be interested in joining him, and she said, "I don't know. I'd have to ask him. But if he can't, I would love to." no response. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. that, and this is the kind of crap that she dealt with day in and day out and the stories are just so interesting mm-hmm. and I've heard nothing but good things from people who have read this book. There are some awesome lines in it. Uh, yeah, part of it's going to be depressing. Yeah. And I one of the big reasons for me why when she was coming out with the book, I was a little bit, I, I get a little bit uh, uptight and I'm like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know about this. And it was the same thing about when she announced her nomination for, for president. I, I've i always been a supporter of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But it is exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting to defend Hillary Clinton and every single thing that she does. Because no matter what she does, she gets attacked. And I, I read a tweet. Someone said uh, if if Hillary Clinton stood in the middle of Fifth Avenue and didn't shoot anyone, <laughs> people would be saying she did.
1: Yeah. Seriously. Mm. She it and it's funny because in defending defending her is such a tasking thing that I'm oh, obviously I'm going to do until I I have I've said this on Facebook but on my tombstone will read Bernie wouldn't have won. <laughs> I, I swear to you, I will instruct my grandkids just make it say Bernie wouldn't have won. <laughs> you don't have to put my name on it. I don't care. Yeah. But but I it's the harshest critique from me and the stuff that really gets under my skin about the people who criticize her is the so-called liberals that do it. It's the men. It's the it's the Bernie supporters who just will not stop about how she was a bad candidate and all this shit. And when when in reality she was absolutely the best candidate and she did win the popular vote by three million. I think she's the most qualified. That's going to be on to the other side run. of my tombstone. Yeah.
3: Most qualified to ever run, not the most likable. You know. Well, I mean a lot. But, but does that even matter? If you want someone to right. leave the country. See, I,
2: I have always found her extremely likable. Oh, I love I her. I don't know. Do yeah. you find her likable?
3: <sighs> not really. Um, the, I, I mean, I like her and I respect her, but I yeah. can see how she's unlikable to a lot of people. I can see it. But that so, has nothing to do with her beliefs, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. People are so stuck on the celebrity aspect of it. Oh, do I like you as a celebrity? That's just not really how...
2: Yeah. There, there are some some things she she does that makes me like, oh, no, why did you say that? Or yeah. why'd you do that? <laughs> or but, but sometimes it just seems... Like it's a reaction as to her being herself doesn't work. We're right. doing this doesn't work. So it's like she's right. throwing a bunch of things out there, being like, Will you like me now? Will yeah. you like me now? Yeah, maybe it's so desperate. And like I think so that's desperate. when she's the. Yeah, yeah, I think when she's desperate is when I f- find her yeah. like to. Those are the most unlikable moments for me. But yeah. as a person, like, she's very funny. I know people who worked on her campaign and worked with her personally, and they say she's the best boss you could ever have. Yeah. She's the best leader. She's just very robotic. I think she's great. I yeah. just, there's something robotic to me. I'm like, I don't,
1: well, I think you know. that's what, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have to be you almost. Ha, yeah. To, I mean, how are you to, not? She's been in, in public service more or less for 40 years. And now, yeah. so she always is, is you and know, know, to, for being this like, yeah. you have your she talking to be points master, and you just do it. You know, yeah. hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just have to do it. Like, I don't know. I think that we got kind of spoiled by Barack Obama's charisma because he mm. is. Yeah, like, that's it. He's like otherworldly, as far even as even Clinton, his... even
3: Bill Clinton had. Yeah, that. yeah, um, but, not to that level. But, but he yeah. had
1: that kind of thing that men get away with of like they both did. I mean, yeah. if a woman came out with the confidence that Barack Obama came out with, and the way he speaks and how eloquent and how just like. How engaging he is and how much you just want to be in the same room as this man. If a woman comes out and does that, which is going to happen... She's going to come off as like, oh well, she's too confident. She's too this, too that. I'm, I promise you, people mm. will say that about Kamala Harris when she. Oh, she's just, just about to talk hopefully about.
4: Hopefully, eventually okay. runs
1: for president. I, I, I feel I like she's I feel like she she she's actively
3: running on Twitter. She kind anyway. of is already.
1: She's, yeah. been, and she's in the emails.
3: I didn't realize I was getting her emails. I'm like, you're actively. Obviously she's giving us receipts. Right trying now to run her, right now, yeah. which I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. To where I'm like, but you're is it too early, senator? Right now, yeah. why aren't you
1: focusing? All you know. Well, we've already proven we've already established that you don't need any
4: experience any to yeah. become
1: president. So,
4: but it is early, but I'm just like
3: you're kind of yeah, it seems early. But girl in her hey, career, but
1: we desperately need someone like. But I'm her. like a woman
3: of color like that. I'm like who's a prosecutor too. I'm like you can do shit. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. Oh, I am Side note, all about she her.
1: Can get it. I think she is so. Sexy. She's hot. I she's think hot. she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to. <laughs> like we're trying to. I'm focus. trying to be professional here, but like, mm, yeah, I have a crush on her for sure. <laughs> I know yeah, she's super hot. Uh, there's something hot about Hillary too. Like there,
3: like something about yeah. power and just like the. Yes. Just, yeah. yeah. I'm just like. It is. I have been. <laughs> Carolyn has a well documented crush on <laughs> Hillary like, Clinton. <laughs> I'm just like, "What?"
2: <laughs> I wrote this article that I never ended up pitching, but it was maybe 5 years ago, they were going to make this movie about this made for TV movie or something about Hillary Clinton starring Diane Lane, and then I saw an article which filled me with rage and it was like, "Is Diane Lane too sexy to play Hillary Clinton?" And I wrote like, this "She's hard not article. sexy enough." Yes. <laughs> Yes. I read an article that's like she is not sexy enough to play Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is so sexy and these are all the reasons why yeah. Hillary Clinton is like Yeah. That. And you know, I, I, I do I make jokes in my stand up about uh, Hillary being a lesbian. I'll say she's a an honorary lesbian. People use that to I think describe she her is as an down. insult. Okay, we got cut off a little bit there, so if the edit sounds weird, that's why. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Our mics cut out. We Let's are go back. back to Hillary is an honorary lesbian.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Want uh, you go? You're saying you feel deep oh, down. Oh, I feel she's deep, deep down, down too. People, mm-hmm. you, people used to say that as an insult. I think that's the highest compliment you can give a woman Duh. is that you don't that's need so men funny. in your life. That's so that you can funny. exist without men. It's a superpower. That's a superpower. So. <laughs> uh, it's the highest that form of so flattery. Wow. So when I make that joke <laughs> on stage, it kind of it appeals so to everybody because they're the people that think it's an insult mm-hmm. and then the the people that think it's true yeah <laughs> so it's been a, a winner for me i had hey, a, a laugh's a laugh <laughs> a, laugh's a laugh
3: <laughs> that's so funny
2: um but yeah i mean you, you can take the girl out of wellesley but you can't right you really can't
3: <laughs> i mean she made her she has a great career and everything but deep down i'm like it just has to be yeah. And she has to be a little I
2: I was there's got to be some convinced woman that her for maybe Deborah Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought her in, in uh Huma. Oh, Avenue. yeah. Because Huma she didn't leave Anthony Weiner who is like a disgusting worm of a man and wow. I, and yeah, that's I saw a really that, sad situation. I mm-hmm. saw him I saw him on the streets of Manhattan and he just looks like he looks slime. like. A, just Yeah. He just looks like. He has the, the smarmiest, human form of, like, of, of slime. He's, just, He's very. If he were an actor, though, he would only
1: get cast in roles as like the smarmy businessman. And the weird
3: villain. thing is, Huma's fine too. She is. She that's is. What, that's
2: what's really crazy. She's, she's gorgeous. I'm like, what hmm. is she doing with. I mean. I know part of it is because I know his his behavior that he did so that's why I think he, he's extra slimy but then she, she stayed with him and it's like you threw a few different yeah. accusations threw a bunch of things and then finally got divorced and I was just kind of hoping that after the, the election was over that Hillary and Huma would yeah. just be like well we have like... nothing to lose <laughs> that's probably I think <laughs> they're like
3: best friends or something I
2: feel like yeah but the way there there was this uh, I mean there are tumblers about this uh, <laughs> with, uh, who am I gonna Gave an interview and she was describing when she first met Hillary and how captivated she was, and just this describing this beautiful, mm-hmm. strong woman in front of her. And it sounds like how I feel about Hillary Clinton, but speaking as like the lesbian part of me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, like if I saw uh Hillary oh man. I yeah. she's the Holland Taylor to your Sarah Paulson. Or ho- she <laughs> is <laughs> I would I would Sarah Paulson for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> is that is that a phrase? If, I think it is now. If, if you date a woman that's more oh, yeah, than she is, thirty years older oh, wow, than years? yeah, I forget she's married to Sarah um, you are Sarah yeah. Paulsoning. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
1: isn't that great? That's, I love it. Oh wow.
2: speaking of, uh, because we care about facts mm-hmm. and not uh, alternative facts on this show. I messed up, and then I also didn't come prepared, so I'm going to mess this up even more. I said on American Horror Story that Sarah Paulson, the person who plays her wife, was from Fun Home. She's not. It's not the girl. It's oh. not Emily Skregs from, from Fun Home. It's this other girl who was in uh, the Scott Pilgrim movie and Allie Pyle or, or something like that. Okay. I don't know, oh, but I felt like an okay. idiot for misidentifying <laughs> an actress playing a lesbian. So, sorry, listeners. Uh, do not yeah. go off that information. That was bad information I gave you. <laughs> they look sort of similar. I'll give that. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, that was an aside. Let's go back to Hillary and how sexy she is. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's just so tough, too. She's just yeah. like,
3: wow. Just pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> her and
2: her pantsuits.
3: Look at mm-hmm. her. I, I will say, too, though, uh, Barack Obama's hot as fuck, too, though. Oh, yeah. Yes. So Michelle. That's like a, yeah, yeah, Michelle's hot, too. Come on.
1: Hmm. They're yeah. babes. Wow. I
3: pretty, love them. Pretty interesting. Yeah, looking back, I'm like, wow, it's pretty incredible. We had it so yeah.
2: good for eight whole years. Well, I mean, our current president, if you...
4: Just
2: kidding. <laughs> Melania doesn't even feel like a real person. Like, that's no. how out no. there she is to me. I don't think she me. feels
1: like it, either. I actually... I Did you see her in her Michael Jackson sorry outfit? Sorry for her. On oh, the interview? Yeah. <laughs> You look like Michael Jackson. Oh my God, is, she this, just can't do anything right. Yeah,
3: this, that poor girl. But I don't feel sorry for her. Obviously, no. she married someone for right. the money. It's not love. Look at that. No, no
2: she made a deal look with the that. devil. Yeah, quite and, literally. And she, and she got to get live everything. in the Upper East Side, West Side, upper in the west, big I think, penthouse in some or whatever, gaudy gold? golden
1: tower. Yeah. yeah, you got your golden tower, lady. Now here's the alternative. Yeah, yeah I you I will... have to
2: deal with everything in the fine print. Yeah. I will, all the fine print from that. <laughs> I will
1: never feel sorry for her. You could have read his tweets and known he was going to run for president, girl. Oh, well. uh, sad. Uh, yeah.
2: So I guess we can move on, sadly, from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I hope to to read her book and mm-hmm. um, it looks good. It looks I think it's I'm gonna, gonna be interesting. It. Oh the the one line from it that I love that I was seeing is that people talking about her marriage with Bill and she was saying how she often heard people say that they have a certain arrangement mm-hmm. and then she says we do it's called a marriage <laughs> i love that i love that little mic drop <laughs> on that whole thing yeah. interesting like, yeah she yeah. is
1: i hope she just goes like scorched earth in this book i have really big big expectations just based on some of the stuff I've read on Facebook from some friends who are reading it, so. Yeah, like not yeah.
2: knowing who Jason is. I mean, Chaffa's I is. think they do have to have an
3: arrangement, though, through all that, because you think Bill is just chilling, not trying to... I think he's, at this I point, mean, he he's older. so old that, yeah. like,
1: it's probably...
3: I. That part is
2: done. Yeah. I feel like it's just a beautiful friendship between I the two I think they're of best them. friends. Is, yeah. I think I they're I best, really think best friends. friends. Yeah. And if they're not, that's fine, too, but I'm just gonna keep living in my fanfic yeah. life where well, Hillary think... and Huma... Well, the
3: way he's campaigned <laughs> for her over the years, too, I mean, they have to be...
1: They definitely, discuss, they're I mean, at least they're, like ideological peers and friends and like, you know, I mean, that's more than a yeah. lot of people in marriage. Oh, Bath. yeah, absolutely. I have friends who can't say that about their own husbands. So, I mean,
3: would your, you know, other person like travel from state to state every day to campaign for you and believe, right. you know, that's, just oh, like, yeah, other, yeah, that's other level.
1: Yeah.
2: The, the love is there. They clearly care for each other. Yeah. And, uh, Chelsea I,
3: turned out great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a product of them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean,
3: we looked at the product. The product, right? I mean, yeah. not not like Donald Trump Jr. and the rest of them. It's just like y'all are all monsters. Right? Yeah,
1: right.
3: every one of you, every adult, single one of you is a monster. The of the corn. Do you ever yeah. get on their twitters? It's
2: it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They are monstrous. Ch- Chelsea children. had every reason to end up having a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, just getting made fun of for her looks as an awkward teenager, yeah. being an awkward teenager in the White House. I can't imagine. And and then having your parents like your father's affair be detailed like mm-hmm. that, having your your mother be humiliated in that way and having to watch that all play out on national stage, mm-hmm. that would mess you up yeah. unless you had parents who dealt with the repercussions of things in yeah. in a way. And if you have a lot of money for therapy, going yeah, back exactly. to what, what Chico said earlier, they're rich. Yeah. And, yeah, they know how to they know how to handle Always. a problem. Yeah. Uh, so our topic today that we want to dike out about is the topic of friendships mm-hmm. there, there are a lot of different areas for for lesbians uh, and friendships whether it's friendships between queer women mm-hmm. like two queer women or between uh, a queer woman and a straight woman and what are the the dynamics there and how is it different than relationships between maybe two straight people um, my first question comes from the little known spinoff of When Harry Met Sally called When Sally Met Susan and that question is <laughs> Is can women who love women really be friends?
1: I have way more straight female friends than I have gay ones, mm-hmm. um, which is that sort of puts me in like this take my lesbian card away. Group that we already know I'm in because I don't know much about Tegan and Sarah and I've never seen any of our movies, but
2: that has nothing to do with
1: not being. You don't need lesbian (laughs) friends to appreciate.
2: uh, Well, I have the gay arts. So I have
1: I have one very good friend who I went to high school with and who currently lives in New York, um, who is one of my best friends, and she she's so she's. Basically, my, own, my only super, super close friendship with a gay woman. Uh, um, thanks a lot, Sarah. Well,
2: I mean, like... <laughs> but, like, for,
1: for the last 10, 12, I guess, like, 10 or 12 years, I've been friends with her, but...
2: Fair enough. We'll revisit
1: this question none, in I eight years. <laughs> years. <laughs> and literally, it's, like, you and then I have... I think one other friend, one other good friend of mine is a lesbian. I mean honestly, like the list is pretty short. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them are just like, I mean I just happen to have gone to high school and college with a gaggle of straight women who have over time proven to be these incredible like allies through mm. my coming out process and everything. Um as far as making new friends, I haven't made a new straight friend in quite some time. Mm. So, I don't know. I think now it's a little different, but
2: Chico, do you have? I'm
3: trying to even think of any lesbian friends I have, honestly. Yeah. Um. So in college, I played rugby. So as part of rugby, like, I would say 80%. Oh, yeah. Of, of especially women's rugby players are gay. So that was also me coming out and, like, you come out and you have all these, you know, gay friends automatically. Mm-hmm. I only hung out with gay people in college, really, honestly. Thinking back, I'm like, I don't. Remember being around straight people, um, so leaving college is just like oh wait there's straight people here and I have to be in their world mm-hmm. <laughs> like that difference. I would say um, the connections I do have to gay women are from college, mm-hmm. so established relationships that I've had for a long time. That it's not like dependent on someone coming into your life and you having to establish a connection. Who has time really to do all that mm-hmm. and then be around mm-hmm. that person? Like that's you know uh, most of my my friends now are are straight, which is different. Mm -hmm. I feel like you need to, you're using different emotional muscles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With straight women. I mean, with gay women, I mean, I don't know. It didn't feel as emotional to me as um, investing in like friends' straight relationships. I don't know. They feel different. They're two different things. Yeah. Um, But yeah, most of my my friends now are straight women, which is, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I can't think of anything off the top that's like really... um,
1: I think a lot of it has I mean, the the gay friends that I do have are all in committed relationships and that's nice because it y- you can just talk to to them about your relationships mm. and you don't have to like ex- sort of explain why it's a little bit different in our world versus women with that are with men. So okay. that's really nice to be able to have those friends that you can sort of bounce off like you know just like things that are unique to lesbian relationships versus versus straight ones. Um, What's your
2: strap-on harness yeah. made out of? <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you like Velcro or is it more? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of nice to have people in your life uh, as like a grown-ass woman who can just sort of relate in a way that's not like my straight friends. They, they do under, They do get it and they understand me really well. But at the end of the day, it is kind of hard to fully bring someone into, like, into the fold as far as, like, your relationship kind of stuff and and getting advice and things like that. Um, I mean, it all feels the same in some ways, but I don't know.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
1: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind.
2: This is the story of Harry Dallowitz and how
0: he rose from nothing to become New York's
2: King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I kind of, do you feel like, like, what are your, what's, Carolyn, what's your, like, sort of friend makeup of, like, straight and gay, queer...
2: I think most of most of my friends are straight, but I so for me the thing with having uh, other queer women, lesbian, mm-hmm. bisexual, uh, whatever as, as friends is that now that now that I'm married, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for me. But I do feel like it's kind of that thing with guys and girls being friends. Like if you're single and your friends are lesbians, like the the pool for who you can date mm-hmm. and have a relationship with right. as a lesbian mm-hmm. right. it's so small so when you have these friends who are lesbians it's hard not to kind of suss out which one would you hook up with yeah. and to think that this might be someone i might date which automatically fills me with so much anxiety yeah. and makes me terrified <laughs> so to yeah. mm-hmm. to be around them yeah. um that it was i i was I say this a lot. I was scared of lesbians for a really long time. But then once I'm in a committed relationship and that's no longer a, a question in the air, then, yeah, like being friends with lesbians, it, it's a lot of fun to be able to, you know, uh, to do gay shit together. That's <laughs>
3: gay Literally, shit. I'm like, Pick I look at my phone, games. I'm like, who's available to do gay shit today? I don't know. I can't just be, you know, my other friend's tired of going. You know? yeah. uh-huh. who's, who's free? You know, I don't know. Yeah, and that is a good point of like mm-hmm. how you feel like you're more um, on edge if, if, you're, oh, single yeah. if you're single around lesbian friends. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Or even just the the example of, like, if you're, you know, single and you're a lesbian going into, like, a kind of, like, a gay ladies night type situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is more anxiety also because that could be that one time in that week where you're in a space where you feel like there could be potential partners
2: and it's yeah. open.
1: Um,
2: yeah. I, I always found I, that to be so... I it had is. So it's much tough. I, yeah, that... Even uh, that, just in general, I'm like, single,
1: <laughs> I hated going to gay bars. Like, I hated going to parties and, like... It just it felt like there was too much of that pretense of like, oh, okay. Like, it's like right. anything else that you hype up too much in your head. It ends mm-hmm. up being so lame. But it's right. the things that just yeah. sort of walk into your life out of nowhere that can make the difference.
2: Yeah, I am so different if i go to uh, a bar with my friends and it's just like a, a regular bar mm-hmm. um it, in the past uh, I, w- I would go in i'd have a lot of confidence i could talk to strangers i'm not worried about anything because mm-hmm. i'm just there to have fun with my friends mm-hmm. and then if i go to a gay bar right away i'm just kind of quiet i'm in a corner oh, i'm Absolutely. observing everyone oh, I'm, yeah. I'm deciding like yeah. which w- which one do I uh, look weird?
1: Am I dressed okay? Yeah, yeah, trying to figure
2: out who is least likely to reject me if <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, re- and also you them. want to be out
3: with someone, you know, that's kind of, that's also the good part of if you were to have gay friends. Like, yeah, like being, if, if someone
1: was down to come with you yes. so you're not so alone, just, like, waiting. But, or, but then, what if, what if, like, what if when you're single, I always hated going to gay bars with other female friends because I'm like, what if someone's interested in me but thinks that this is my girlfriend together, with oh. me? You know, like, you mm, want to, yeah. you almost want to wear a shirt that says, like, this girl with me is just my friend. It's funny, I have, a, I have a straight guy friend that I just
3: take with me to a lot of gay spots, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's weird. I, I think the older I get, the more and I have more and more straight guy friends. Also, gay guy friends mm-hmm. almost now. I don't know, they're all like a wide or arranged variety of people that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's like, That's you're part chill. Of there's New New York no too. edge yeah. or yeah. ease. Yeah. It's interesting, too, being friends with straight women because I feel like a lot of my friendships have started because I am attracted to them. Yeah. And then we end up being friends, and then I'm like, oh, we're friends. Right. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like I'm constantly creeping on you, but, you know, I I think a lot of my friendships are started from, like, oh, wait, I'm attracted to you for some reason. Yeah. And then yeah. we end up being friends. I'm like, oh, hey, we're friends. I like you. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting dynamic as opposed to a straight friend. Like, oh, we get something, you know, you're both straight, and oh, we, you know, we... Yeah. Have we you mash. found
1: that uh, straight women tend to come to you for relationship advice more often than perhaps other friends? I have a couple friends who very consistently will text me when they're having... When they just need to know, like, what do I do? Blah blah blah. He's saying this and that. I don't know if it's just because of who I am, or if it's because they don't really want to talk to a straight woman about it. Because I will. I do have a friend who has told me that she doesn't. That she's kind of over seeking out relationship advice from straight women because straight women give really bad advice,
2: (laughs) or or they just say things Mm. that they think she
1: wants to hear rather than like. Listen, like he's well, because not into, you, like he's saying these things because he's not. Into yeah, yeah. Be-
2: because what we you we date women, right. So we've had firsthand problems with women, yeah. and know how to kind of navigate very complex emotional things. So while we're not we're right. not men and we can't put ourselves in the mind of of right. men, we're at least like as opposed to going to maybe one of your your guy friends who isn't as maybe emotionally in tune, right, uh, with mm. things or maybe doesn't give the best advice because they're busy thinking about yeah. their draft picks or right. whatever. <laughs> or he likes
1: you and he's going to sabotage. Or he whatever likes you. Yeah. in every aspect. Okay. That's,
3: yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Don't feel like yeah. I, ask I've, more.
1: I've literally had a couple of friends over the last like eight year, eight nine years or so who have been like. You know, I I like coming. I like if I'll say something like I don't really say anything about it, but they'll be like, I know I always come to you with guy drama, but it's because I can get honest feedback from you mm. because you're not just telling me to put up with his bullshit so that he'll propose to me, kind yeah. of thing. Oh no, is, I'll
3: I'll tell somebody quick. I'm like, he ain't into this. Yeah, <laughs> like, those, Even like yeah. Uh, I've
1: had I've had so many screenshots sent to me of like conversations with these guys, and I'm like girl it's i don't but it's think so obvious
3: but they want to yeah. continue it. continue it like even yeah. them. i Make remember excuses my
1: excuses and everything my but... sister thought she was gonna get married to this guy i'm just like um no, no <laughs> and I'm it's not. not even about reading between the lines in a lot of cases it's like it's just did you read the text that you sent you like it's not happening I i'm sorry like if
2: you're questioning it it's probably it's, not happening yeah. It, yeah. It, if a guy is not overtly clear about his interest yeah That's the thing. They're simple creatures. (laughs) The advantage (laughs) of them is
1: like it's one good thing I would say about men is that they're pretty damn clear a lot of times with their communication when it comes to. I mean, it sucks, but it's like he's making it kind of clear that he's not into you, lady. So uh, it's better than
3: continuing it. Yeah, Yeah. honestly.
1: Whereas women will just like play with your mind for a long time. Yeah, there is okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I also almost exclusively hooked up with and dated straight women since I moved here. So that's like another. Mm. That's another. That's thing a that part I'm of like, gay life, though. Oh yeah, and it's honestly. It's, I don't know. It's like it just kind of happened for for me as I've become more comfortable in my sort of androgynous like mm. aesthetic, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always felt like. I remember though being single, in especially when I lived in the Midwest. Do you God. feel like you've
3: become more androgynous here, or oh, were yeah. you like this before? Um,
1: I was sort of getting there. I had like cut mm. my hair a little shorter before mm. I moved here, but in the last four, four and a half, five years of living shorter here, and I've, I've definitely like just become more comfortable in right. this, in this person. Right. Um. But I think that my, I don't know. I've just I remember though feeling for a long time that like other gay women were like my only. It was like I would cling on to these people that I knew just because I knew they were gay, mm. and like, oh my god, like I would make out with a girl and like be in love with her, basically. Mm. And that's just not that's not anymore. You would but make out with a straight girl, no, gay like girl. a gay girl, yeah, and then be in love with her and just be like, and because I would think that that was like when I was like twenty two, okay. I would think that like that was oh my god, she's so amazing, I want to be her girlfriend, and then it wouldn't happen, and I'd be so devastated. Whereas now I'd be like, who fucking cares, like I just yeah, don't.
3: oh, because you're just holding on to this is the one game, yeah, because you, you know. think that
1: your options are so limited when oh, they oh no, it. I. I but not for everyone. Yeah, it's I I I consider it like sort of a unique situation. Being me, androgynous. Yeah, yeah. I think there's. I think it's a bit you, of a different world out there for androgynous it is, women. It is different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
2: But I also do want to make that point for any younger, especially mm-hmm. lesbians or or queer women listening, is that your options aren't as limited, right, as you think, and it's tough sometimes because you can't tell if somebody's gay or if they're not gay and there are a lot of people who are gay but they don't know they're gay yet mm-hmm. but i remember at one point when i was 22 i was in this toxic relationship and i knew i needed to get out but i literally did the math of how many women i thought existed uh-huh. in the city that i lived in that would be even a candidate to oh to date me so i was like oh, yeah. okay it if like let's say, generously, like, 5% of the population... Uh, mm-hmm. Are lesbians, and then that fall within this age range. Mm-hmm. Um, that You're looking would up be like your, this, your like city yeah. <laughs> census from two 2000- thousand whatever. So funny. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, and then probably at least seventy five percent of them are crazy. That yeah, <laughs> you know, or are dating uh, each other, or yeah, and and then how many of those are in a relationship? Right. And then it was All like young four people are like. I can't actuaries.
1: break up with my girlfriend. There's only four other
4: people. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and I gotta hold. Yeah. Wait out. Wait it out. There's no, yeah. no one more realistic than. A young lesbian who's who's thinking about her dating prospects, like as uh, far as the numbers go, that's so funny. Yeah, and like we know there's a limited pool out there, but I also think that women that have limited. become so much. It's not that limited. Like anyone listening to this that thinks that your options are so are so small, just it's going to be fine. Yeah, trust d- me. Don't
2: settle because you think it's the only option. No, because it's not.
1: And if you're in a relationship that is shitty, get out of it. Like you will find someone else. It's I don't interesting care if you live too in with Antarctica. Uh, it's interesting too with like lesbians because then
3: it's just like you know. Who's going to hit on who? <laughs> situation. Right, right. I uh, think yeah. that's a lot of the the period of just like okay, of like I, you know I don't want to do that in mean, yeah. dating. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I mean, sometimes you just got to say one or two things and you're like, "Oh, you know, you're yeah. both
1: I don't know. That. I found that overall so, my my friendships with straight women, I'm very lucky have to blossomed. have Well, I mean, to have, <laughs> I've I've just had so many long-standing ones with people who are just extremely supportive and everything. Um but it is a little bit different when it's hard. It's hard for me to really understand where one of my friends are coming from when they're having a relationship issue with a man. Because I try and I try to relate and I try to, I try to, you know, give the best advice or whatever. But at, you know, at the end of the day, it is actually it is a different situation that they're in. And oh it's yeah, hard. I the, mean, it's the like,
2: dynamics of a straight relationship yeah. are definitely different. Mm,
1: yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I've. But I do remember going through that that phase where I was first coming out of that anxiety of like, oh my god, what if my fr- My my worst fear was one of my friends thinking that I liked them. Yes. In that way. Yes. And that was hmm. so hard, and, and that, I never
2: did. And it was just like that was going to be my oh, next interesting. question. I like them. Interesting point. Yeah. That was going to be one, my question because I know hmm. that that was a huge anxiety I had. And is that people are going to think that I like them when I don't like them. And I even felt that about my my mm. guy friends mm-hmm. what, before I came out. I was afraid to have male friends because I'm like, I don't want them to think I like them because I definitely don't like them. Yeah. But if if I show interest in hanging out with them, are they going to think this? And for some reason that, that seemed like mm. a nightmare to me. But I've never had feelings for a woman that I knew was straight or that yeah. I've been friends with, and that's not the case for a, a lot, lot of uh, lesbians mm-hmm. I meet who have these stories of falling in love but but for me if if I know that there's like that this isn't a mm-hmm. reciprocal thing a reciprocal mm. thing or that I don't have a chance, I'm not interested yeah. in things that I don't have chances for. I'm a very practical lesbian
4: yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> practical why don't you go? have have you
2: ever fallen for someone you were friends with who who was straight? You don't have to name names. Oh no, that's not it. I, I like I was saying
3: earlier. A lot of my friendships, I think, have a, like a little like seed planted of the fact that I'm attracted to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. then I'll be in a position where I get to know that person or like get really in depth into their life, where I'm like, nah. But then mm-hmm. I I I think there's a part of me that's open to that aspect happening. But after me getting to know you personally, I know for a fact most of the times that I'm. Like not really into it anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After I get
1: to know someone I'm like, oh yeah, no. But <laughs> nothing <laughs> turns me off like actually getting to know yeah, someone. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect like
3: that's if I'm into you, like I really just want to get to know you and just like get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, I just yeah. I just needed this clarity yeah. <laughs> for
1: us. Just show me why I yeah. shouldn't have a crush on you. No, oh, there it, it. it is. All right, I just great. needed
3: it, like that's all I need most of the time. So, yeah. Um yeah, I've never had a situation where it's like, you know, we're friends and then somehow I fall in love with you. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't know so how that would that be a somehow story. I've admired a lot of people. I think they do. They're great and I would love to, you know, I just want to it's also like, if I really admire you and I'm into you because of you know your talent or something, it's not like, that's not a relationship basis, right?
1: You know I, mean? I, so. I, I was I was going to kind of mirror what Carolyn said. I've I've I'm lucky enough to have never been. I've never even had like a a crush. I don't think on a friend. Like not mm. even because my friends just don't. They don't start off in that like in that sort of category of like, right. crush potential. I suppose. I don't mm. know. I just I go into friendships like normal friendships and other things like other things but I've right. never I've never had a friendship that blossomed into a relationship. I've always just gone right. straight in to a situation with someone who I knew was interested in me. That's great. Because of my intense fear of rejection obviously that we all have but like mm. I I've never I I read so many things and so many cautionary tales written by lesbians that are like talking about falling in love with a friend. A lot of it is are is written about a situation that happened when they were much younger. I feel like the younger you yeah. are, that's kind of when you're in that danger zone of falling in love with one of your friends.
2: Because you did, because you also don't know anyone else. Yeah,
1: I mean, your friends likely. are your friends. Yeah, right. that's like who's Ye- in your. But as you get if the person's still around likely. when you're older,
3: you both feel something for each other, then what's the? Then no, just there's no issue there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't. I could never. I could never see myself. Going into a friendship with a straight woman with any expectation beyond, I just I think it'd be. I weird. Mean, I've never had definitely. expectations, but I, so I, weird. I
3: definitely. I mean, I'd be lying if I haven't been like attracted to at least a good percentage.
1: I mean, I, my friends are these like beautiful women, but I would like even if one of them all of a sudden was like. I think I like you, and I were single. I'd be like, "No, you don't." Like, <laughs> right? You like the idea. You are. You're just having. You're in a dry spell. It's fine. Like yeah. that's not what we. Right. No, absolutely not. Just, I would just start just, laughing my ass off. I think. So. Yeah,
3: there, there's a wait. Do you think also that people like? Do you have the feeling too with your straight friends, or have you ever had that where people you think they like that you like them?
1: Um, not my close friends. No, none of them okay. have ever have ever. we've never had one of those moments where they're like, you know, I'm not gay, right? Like, I I was never, I don't know, none of the women that I've been friends with since college or since high school have never Mm. said that. Um, But I have definitely been in social situations where an acquaintance was there who Mm. thought that maybe I was hitting on her or not thought that I was hitting on her, but... Felt like she had to go out of her way to be like, um, just so you know, I'm not gay. And I'm like, okay, great. I was gonna ask you where the bathroom was, but I <laughs> don't care and I'm not into you. Like, still, well, I think some yourself. straight women though do want to
3: feel like wanted at least from someone. So yeah. they have that one gay friend who are like, yeah, well, I know you've all you have to be kind of into the, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just like,
2: I, no. I've definitely seen that before, uh, not with me personally, but w- with other people where there are straight women who. Like the idea of maybe that their gay friend is attracted to them. Oh yes, and I actually saw that with, with my with my wife now. Uh, around the time, between the time that um, that our marriages ended and we started seeing each other, there was this uh, straight friend of hers who she was really into. It seemed mm-hmm. like and. I was telling mm-hmm. her she just likes the attention from you. Oh, absolutely. I, I could tell. Yep. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I've had friendships like that yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she she said something to her and told her how she felt, and her friend said, "You know, I'm that's very sweet and nice, but I'm straight." But then she would keep kind of flirting with keep her. Of course. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like yeah. she's oh, that's just a whole other a thing. A selfish, selfish straight, girl straight girl who loves yeah. to f-
1: kind of kind of teeter on the edge of possibly flirting with a lesbian just to keep her sort of. The Taylor Swift of the I, world. Oh, my God. Yes, the Taylor <laughs> Swift syndrome. I went to college with a terrible, terrible woman who – she was awful for all kinds of reasons. She dated one of, my, one of my really good male friends for a while, and she was just – she was so awful to him. But anyway, he's great now. He's married to one of my best friends. But anyway, um, she is one of those people. She's very, very pretty, but she was like kind of a sociopath, and she eventually after college um, – I noticed, sort of, by social media, that she had formulated this group of friends who all happened to be these lesbians and who were all kind of these like butch girls. But she is this very but she was a pretty girl in the group. Yeah, she used to bring around like very feminist to be one of our straight women. Yeah, Yeah. she Mm -hmm. would only she would still like date and and hook up with men, and she was straight. She is straight, but she surrounds herself. Now that she had, like, run out of people who wanted to be around her anymore, she <laughs> went to the lesbians. And the lesbians worship her. Like, that's I remember so, the tail end uh, of college. So, it's so, it's so that's bad. That's so real right there. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I think everyone knows that girl who loves to surround herself with – and it was about attention for her. That's all mm. it was. It wasn't, like – it wasn't that she was attracted to these women. These women were all, you could tell, in love with her. Yeah. Because she's so hot. That's such like, an interesting dynamic. Yeah. yeah that's and so she real. had one friend in particular mm. who she strung along with and I think may have hooked up with a couple times but in a way that was more of like an I want to control you way not like I mean this poor girl was in love with her for a long time I think they're still mm-hmm. good friends even though she's moved on with someone else but this woman is in I believe still does have this gaggle of lesbian friends who all worship her and that's what it was about for her so I think that is the straight woman that we're more likely to, to encounter in this world as we get older Interesting is the straight woman who loves attention and is either running out of it from men or not getting the attention she wants anymore from men, or there's some sort of so, sort of shortcoming that she's having that they then turn to women who they know are attracted to them to sort of string them along in that way. I've encountered multiple women. Haven't you like noticed actually. a lot of
3: butch groups? Like, or most of them have that one hot girl that's feminine. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. they're <laughs> but they're all butch, you know. Yeah. Just the one trophy. <laughs> I know My she loves here. having
4: them
1: having all their attention and everything. It's no different than the, yeah. those girls that. That sort of string men along and and right. just for the attention. Um, really but yeah, that's point. that is like that's kind mm. of an archetype I think that isn't really explored yeah. or, ex- yeah, or really like mm. exposed very often. But there, it, right. I have met a couple of straight women in my adult life who love attention from lesbians because mm. it's a very non-threatening form of sexual attention. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because we're not going to corner them drunk in a bathroom at a but bar that, I mean, like but men a- will. But, but we're... that's also
3: the the you know the uh, the I guess the draw to having gay women friends too. Yeah. It's like okay, well I mean you like, know, I know you're they're chilled, not going to try you know. anything. But yeah. I love
1: that they. I think don't feel that like I'm they're a threat, Yeah. Which is such an insult to lesbians because I yeah. I've I when I meet the occasional woman like that I t- I can identify it immediately. Mm. And I'm always like, oh, God, this poor girl. And then I just don't associate with her at all anymore because I'm not, I'm not feeding into that. Right. And I'm not becoming that person who's like this novelty in your life. I can't stand mm. that. Mm-hmm. But I have been in that situation before.
2: You know, while we've been talking and I, I was thinking that actually all of my relationships have started out as friendships.
1: Oh, really? So I
2: think that's also not, – not to say again that that I don't have – Lesbian or, or gay or bisexual friends, because I, I definitely do. All my closest friends are, are straight, but part of that anxiety for me of, of when I am single, it is because all of the, from my first girlfriend to, well, my current wife was my.
3: Y'all were friends. I need to no. see. <laughs> Y'all were friends. Right,
2: first, I need to stop saying current wife. Yeah.
3: But Your it wife. does get yeah. confusing
2: when I talk about ex. Yeah, yeah. And don't want anyone i think I'm, I'm talking about her, but my wife. <laughs> no, Present no tense. Present tense. My wife. She was my coworker. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that we were necessarily friends before. But because hmm. my marriage was falling apart and I knew that she was married to another woman. Mm-hmm. And knowing myself, and, and she's beautiful, and I thought, I don't yeah. need to be friends with this person because that could add a complication yeah. to my life. Because if, if so I y- become friends y- y- with y- her... you didn't talk at
3: all before...
2: Well, we worked like, together, but we talked straightly about we talked straightly about work. She would ask me if I wanted to grab lunch,
4: mm-hmm, just mm-hmm.
2: to just to talk as friends, and I'd be like, "No, I'm meeting at my desk. I brought my lunch." Yeah, and I would constantly turn down until my marriage was officially de- definitely over. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, now maybe I can be friends with her because it's, it's going to be it. less complicated. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not that I thought it would be something, like, but emotionally. You know, I was right. like, well, you know, she's, another layer she's on the, really cool. Yeah. Everybody likes her. Right. She's beautiful. So there's a chance that I could, a very real chance that I could develop a, a crush on this person. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't want to be close to them because even, even though she's also married... I, I could still see myself falling for her, mm-hmm. which was smart on me because I totally fell for her, yeah. <laughs> and now we're married. But it was, gonna, it
1: was going to it was going to happen, probably. regardless.
2: Yeah, yeah well, but not. But maybe had, you, I had you
1: rushed into that into that uh, that part of that relationship with her, had you yeah. said yes to that first lunch invitation or whatever, maybe mm. things uh, would have gotten complicated too early on, and I perhaps know. it could have derailed the. The, the sequence of events, oh would definitely happen.
2: I'm so glad that there was no overlap because mm-hmm. that would have made everything so much more messy and complicated yeah. and a lot of my life is avoiding complications yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> avoiding mess uh, but yeah when when I got and then same thing I was with um before my ex-wife I was in this relationship with my girlfriend from college and i I was friends with um with with jackie who, mm-hmm. who's my ex, and Jackie and I were friends. There was nothing between us mm-hmm. um, but because I was hanging out with this other gay girl there that added this you know this level of jealousy and it became oh with the, pre- yeah, oh, the thing. Previous, yeah yeah with the previous one, so to me, it was like man, just being like friendships with lesbians are just like adding nothing but complication to my life. Mm-hmm. And then when I broke up with with my girlfriend at that time and I'm like, I'm gonna be single for a while and then Jackie and I would go out as friends. just friends yeah. and be wing women for each other and try to, you know, help mm-hmm. the other one hook up and because I was terrified and yeah. uh she wasn't <laughs> as scared of the lesbians. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still scared of the lesbians.
3: It's funny, I'm I'm still so, I just feel I, I have a different kind of love for hanging out with Gay women, I guess, because rugby, like it was like being in a fraternity. Yeah, uh, I mean, we had all these parties together. We went out together. You're the every, kind that that I'm afraid of. Yeah, like, <laughs>
2: <we've>, we, Chico, <laughs> you're the oh my love, god.
3: I, I love would be terrified all of, of you and your
2: friends. I was terrified like, of the oh, red girls. Many of them there are. I, I love all. They're of them. all best friends. I've they're never all been in a tight. They're all clicky.
1: Group. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, Everyone the was clicky. Hot. It was crazy. It the clicky they're the girls give you a dirty look when you are just trying to get a drink at <laughs> coffee hole, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I know you guys have uh, the seats. It was like, like a big frat. I, like I had to lean over you to get a drink. I know, but it seems like you
2: can't infiltrate like that. Yeah, the lesbian
1: clique, especially in New York, is. Those girls... I, like, I don't know how to get into that one. Part. No. I'm just, you know. There is, like, one <laughs> central click that I'm thinking of that's, like... Which one? Okay. Um, ooh, I can't name names. Is it one of those monthly party things? Is that a hot rabbit oh, clique? Well, it's kind of... They're always there, yeah. Okay. It's this, okay. These girls, were like, their patient zero in the group is this girl that dated one of my friends, and she's like, mm. if we had our chart, like, on the L word, she oh, would be yeah, the yeah. center <laughs> of the whole thing. But anyway, that, that's one of those things, like, those groups of girls are intimidating, and I, w- I don't ever... I don't look at those groups like, oh man, I wish I was friends with them. I usually they're usually right. eight years younger than me, but mm. I I've never in my life been a part of like a group of gay girls ever. And yeah, it's funny it's you mentioned rugby because the one group of gay girls I did hang out with sometimes in college was a rugby group from a larger school so <laughs> <laughs> with one of my other one of my good friends now. But yeah, that's funny. It's
3: uh, very like everybody's very like chill. Like I don't know. I met my first girlfriend
1: at a at a rugby party.
3: Yo, they were crazy.
1: I know they were all. They were fun, and it was just like I don't know. It was. It was. That's just. So I don't know. Funny there was like a camaraderie that. there. That's authentic.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, yeah. it's like.
1: It's like also part of, especially if you're in college and you're a gay
3: person. It's just like, oh, I found a gay group that's. We also have the same, you know. We have yeah. The, yeah,
1: and you're doing this fun activity together and everything. Yeah, I, it's I get a lot it. of people's I first totally experience
3: being away from their parents and being out and all that. You know, it's ama- it's kind of like you know, like amazing. I can
1: go to a party in sweatpants. Yeah, and I'm hot. We, yeah. Throw
3: our, we threw, we threw. Uh, it's so funny because we had all these parties and I, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, it was just mostly just us and maybe like one or two of your little yeah. friends. We all just had everyone's a blast. wearing those yeah. like
1: Adidas Samba soccer shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it was every every aspect. It was interesting,
3: but yeah, I definitely I love I love yeah. hanging out with gay women. Yeah. It is, it's funny now because I have a, I feel like I might even have more gay guy friends than women
2: mm. friends. Well, this just back. sounds to me like we need to make a a clique of comedy yes. lesbians. Yeah, because we all kind of like each other. I can't yeah. think of oh, any, yeah, we'll do anyone's that. on the scene That's that a... I don't yeah enjoy spending time around. I mean yeah. Which is a great thing about having this podcast because it's people that I only talk to briefly before and after shows like Wanjiko, who I never get to like, really sit down and have a, a full conversation with. Amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to sit in a small room with you with no ventilation. This is an just hour a half. trick. <laughs> it's, it's, this is, yeah. This is Let's just a, in a tiny room is room way with to tra- a trap lesbians to be my friend.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's and there's also talk a thing, about too, friendships. I with, that,
3: with friendships with that. Not thinking about it but uh-huh. real quick, it's like um especially if you're more androgynous, like you meet another mm-hmm. more androgynous person, you're like, you know, we're not gonna go after each other,
1: basically. Oh, God, so no. it's, so yeah.
3: it's also like, okay, that's a quick, easy friend. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, yeah. Someone I'm like more, likely more likely you're attracted to yeah. that you're gonna try to be friends with. I'm more likely to yeah. be like
1: friends with another like very androgynous girl than, than like someone who's like super femme yeah. like okay. lesbian girl, mm, probably. Yeah. They're know. all different
3: dynamics. I mean I have a girlfriend, it yeah. doesn't matter anymore, anyway, yeah, but, but still, like off the bat.
1: Or yeah. like more, you just like kind of look at each other age. and do like that. Like, okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Like we both we we have trouble with button ups in the men's section because our tits right. fall out. Right. Yeah, we <laughs> understand. So many, it's like where'd
3: you get those? Where'd you get those
2: jeans? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious. Oh, great. Uh, I want to start shopping in the men's section, uh, but that's, <sighs> that's for another best. time. Just because I think I <laughs> I, I you have should. a theory. He should you... be now. Well, can you tell me is the quality of the material yes, better?
1: It is better. H and M men's is indestructible. Oh,
3: H and M men's is great. Yeah, Th- that's but my H&M problem. All my shirts like have disposable. holes
1: in it.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: all my shirts have I mean, holes. So I'm like, I need to start all buying. Of, all of my stuff eventually will have a hole within months. I have jeans yeah.
1: that are like three years old from H and M. Three from years old that section. you wear yes. regularly? Seriously, they they last. Yeah, they're great. Wow, H and M makes God. great men's clothing. They make shit women's clothing. No, I have but... their
3: shirts, but I've never I've never had a Pair of Pants, last one, oh, yeah. like Do
1: the months. jeans.
2: Dyking Out, brought huh. to you by H&M's yeah. men's no, section this is, only. This is so
1: critical.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is so critical.
2: Uh, all right, so we, our time is uh, coming to an end, but we like to end with um, a random question that I come up with on my way over here. So uh, next week, actually, Sarah and I are doing a very dykey photo shoot oh, for this podcast to promote it. And our very talented... Photographer Jenny Walkowiak, who is amazing, you can find her at Photography dot com. She was throwing out a lot of ideas. She suggested that we dress up as lesbian icons. Mm. But uh, I started thinking, I am like, are there <laughs> any iconic poses? I'm like Ellen on the cover of Time? Right. Like what are the? Yeah, what are but, the icons? But then I started thinking, you know, who? So we know that Judy Garland is a is a share, you know. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, those are gay icons. But who right. who are the daicons? Oh, daicons! I don't know. <sighs> who would our daikons be? I mean, I guess Ellen. Like,
1: um... Maybe like. Well, Jillian Anderson's not gay, is she?
2: No, but it doesn't matter because neither was Judy Garland. True. Yeah. But but so, but it's mm. like Mariska Hargitay could be. Ooh, Mariska
1: Hargitay! Yeah, in like the in like her. Sort of business casual detective outfit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think just her like doing some authoritative pose, like
2: and that and aspect, like could be a strong
1: woman almost. Yeah, yeah, a, like, like Hil- Hil-
2: Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Hillary I would Hillary say is probably my favorite daikon. Yeah, um, Mine officially... what, What's your name that died Janet Reno.
3: Janet,
2: oh, Reno. Janet oh, Reno. Oh, Janet Reno. Really,
3: you know,
1: she was very. About uh, her. She literally was one of the most authoritative people in the country at one point. So. Yeah, <laughs> those glasses.
3: Yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> Boy, we have some sexy daikons. Yeah, (laughs) I remember Janet Janet Reno. Reno. (laughs) A a newer one of mine is Georgia O'Keeffe,
4: which I didn't learn Hmm. until I went to
2: the Georgia O'Keeffe exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. And they had this, um, like a little high school yearbook or something. And next to the pictures of each of the women was a little two-line poem about each of them. Mm -hmm. And they were all about you know wanting to be a mother one day or meeting a rich man or something and georgia o'keefe's i wrote it down <laughs> a girl who would be different in habit style and dress a girl who doesn't give a cent for men and boys still less
4: Yeah. daikon wow that's my
2: next tattoo
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing Right? She, I love that. Like, her
2: persona was a then lesbian, even daikon. though she she wasn't a lesbian. Right. But she lived her life in the lesbian spirit, yeah. which I think encompasses. Yeah,
1: Yeah. She had a healthy yeah. distrust for men, which is, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and... <laughs> and an appreciation for women, obviously. Gay, 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 Okay.
2: Yeah. And oh, I, so I got married in in the desert of New Mexico. So my friends took me to, for a very tame bachelorette party mm-hmm. at the Brooklyn Museum to see the Georgia O'Keeffe exhibit. <laughs> that is the most lesbian. Easily lo- looking at vaginal so flowers. Yeah. Um, and but I I went there and now my my goal is to one day retire to New Mexico and it's, just it's like stunning, live in the. Isn't it? It's stunning. Every yeah. my. My new form of procrastination is looking at New Mexico real estate on Trulia and just looking at these houses in the desert with these gorgeous views. Yeah. Oh, you're from Austin, so you grew up in the Uh, southwest.
3: uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not so much land. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Lots
2: of land. Um, Beautiful landscapes to (laughs) inspire Um, and not be near A lot of land and a lot of Walmarts. So,
3: I mean, everything that I care about.
2: (laughs) 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 So who would you say your daikon is? Pers- oh, oh, well you, you said Janet Reno, but but yeah, yeah. Who's one of your favorites who you always They have to be gay. No. Mm, no. No. Oh shit.
3: Oprah. Oprah yeah, Oprah's I a good mean... one. Oprah, yeah. yes. I you know, I reread uh, her quotes, I'm like, what does she think about this issue? Um
1: Oprah can there's... pretty much dictate my opinion on anything. I
2: mean what? <laughs> They're literally What? Human is, is better than than Oprah. Oprah is like so many funny, yeah. like, these people, yeah. they'll still like get so many ways. so much human hate. I'm ranking. like, why are
3: you hating these people that are doing amazing? Th-
1: <laughs> because they're doing amazing. That's why those. people
3: And they don't them. have to do shit. They're yeah. so rich. That's <laughs> the main thing. I'm like, I wouldn't be doing anything. Nothing. If I was worth a billion. <laughs>
2: All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Chico, for for digging out with us today. Um, to everyone listening, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes so that more people can know that we exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I just think there's a lot more people out here who want this kind of content. And I know this Definitely. because yeah. um, lesbians are so popular on the Internet. And I would mm-hmm. hate to think that it's just because people are objectifying <laughs> us for inaccurate portrayals of <laughs> how we have sex. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to think they're genuinely interested in, in the culture <laughs> <laughs> and the lifestyle, and the lifestyle <laughs> yeah.
3: of the people. Please leave
2: reviews. Of it's our people. important. Yeah, it's very important. If you're listening, uh, you know, let your friends know about this. And because the more listeners we have, we have big goals for who we want to take out big with. Big goals! Oh, yeah. Uh, it starts with Juan Chica. <laughs> she was a big get for us. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, we also want uh, Rosie fine. O'Donnell. That's our <laughs> ultimate goal.
1: And then Carolyn can just. There,
3: there would be have happy to be like an after party
2: yeah.
1: if she came
3: on the show. Oh, Ro- yeah.
2: Rosie O'Donnell follows me on Twitter so I'm gonna slide into her DMs one day and get her on this podcast but I can't get her on this podcast until we have enough of an audience mm-hmm. that I can make the case Please make this happen for Karen I can't <laughs> think of
3: anything I can't think of anyone as fascinating as she's so interesting
2: She's, she's very interesting She's a very interesting so person interesting <laughs> So that that is my goal to get Rosie O'Donnell on this podcast so we need more listeners to make my dreams come true. I thought my dreams came true when I met Rosie O'Donnell this year what? and she asked me for
4: it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this whole time I did it was, I oh, okay. Shit. I know we're like out of time. I'm going to quickly share this. So, um my my friend Naomi Regay had this awesome show called The Female Gaze, which was a, a play on not gaze, gays G A Y S but gays G A Z E. Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, like the male gaze, but flipped. And it was like the View, but they had uh, like twenty hosts instead of four, mm-hmm. and it was all improvised and everything. She got Rosie O'Donnell to do one of their last shows. So I came. I got there early. I sat in the front row. I had my Rosie O'Donnell show, Kushball Pencil. And (laughs) I had my wife with me. And, you know, we're, like, in the front holding hands the whole time. And Rosie O'Donnell keeps looking at me as, like, a point of focus when she's talking. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, freaking out inside. And when the show ends and everyone's clapping and stuff, Rosie looks directly at me stretches out her arms and gives the come up here motion Yes, and gave me a big hug. And then she motioned to my wife and she's like, you get in here too. I have to hug the lesbians. And I'm like, you are my hero. That's amazing. I love that. I bawled hysterically and (laughs) called (laughs) them. And then after I left, I waited till I walked out of UCB. I left. I called my mom crying hysterically. My mom thinks I have been kidnapped in New York City. Yeah. Do not call your mom at like midnight. Balling. <laughs> balling. <Yeah. laughs> when you live in New York City because she'll be very concerned. Yeah. Um, Once Chico, is there anything? Where can we find you on social media? And Oh, I forgot to, to plug your show. You're going to be in Toronto. Oh, yeah.
3: Uh, going to be in Toronto next Saturday at the Underground Comedy Club at 8 p.m. Witch Hunt. I do a show here that's also going there for one day. Um, it's
2: yeah. awesome. I'm also ashamed that you said Toronto the right way, and I overpronounced it Toronto, but you, you don't <laughs> say that last T. That was very American. I've been in America too long. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. <laughs> uh, and then you can follow us at Diking Out on Twitter. I finally got our Instagram going, mm-hmm. and uh, on Facebook, like us, follow us, tweet at us, let us know what you're thinking, and dike out with us next week. Yay! Yes,
1: please do that. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Right, bye. bye.
0: Starring Sunita Mani and Alexandra Shipp, the new Realm podcast, The Co-Founder, follows two young women of color in the cutthroat world of Silicon Valley and the drinks and hilarity that come with it. Valerie and Juliet are best friends and business partners, whose video game startup is on the verge of failure. Between running out of capital and being belittled during their fundraising meetings, how are they supposed to gaslight, gatekeep, and grow boss? I mean, live, laugh, love in these conditions. Enter their plan for a fake third co-founder, a white dude, of course, to help them raise the money they need. But when he starts scheming to take over their company, they'll break all the rules to save it. The co-founder is full of snarky banter, friendship goals, and twists that just keep leveling up the story. Be sure to listen to the co-founder wherever you get your podcasts or visit realm.fm for more information.